Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, has their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weather peak but did you know they sell other automotive products as well wheels brakes and suspension just to name a few everything you need to elevate your drive just go to tirerack.com slash sports tirerack.com it's the way the tire buying should be what's up this your boy little duval and check out my podcast conversations with unk on the black effect podcast network each and every tuesday conversations with unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness unlike my work on stage i tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh every tuesday listen to conversation with unk hosted by Lil duval on the black effect podcast network iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. All right. All right. All right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's In the Bonus with Doug Gottlieb. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb? In the Bonus. In the Bonus. Welcome in. We got a lot to get to, um, including some sound from these owners, these owners going back and forth with each other. Plus, uh, I'll give you some thoughts on on the Warriors and their dominating win over the Lakers. Or maybe we'll give you some we gave you some thoughts on the radio show about the Lakers. I'll give it to you here as well. Uh, wait to hear what LeVar Arrington said about Tom Brady's analogy about playing football. And uh, people are freaking out, which we also need our, our running list of you're annoying and our list of the day. We got a lot of things to get to. Plus, I got my pick for you. Um, I think my picks yesterday what was I two out of three. Right. Because I picked the um, I did pick the over in the Celtics. Uh, who, the, who the Celtics play? Uh, uh, Celtics Sixers. I picked the over and then I picked the Warriors to win and to cover. Um, and I picked the. Sixers to win. So it hit the over Sixers didn't win. And then I gave you uh, the Warriors to cover. So anyway, those are the picks of yesterday. We'll give you the picks of, of today. Maybe some baseball worked in today. Um, okay. I, I, I want to start with this. There's this expression that I've heard in my profession. I don't know if you heard in yours and it feels a little bit like what the Warriors may be thinking with Draymond. 
And it goes like this. You keep your, uh, you keep your job, you lose your career. So, uh, you know, look, I think like most of the world, you're like, he didn't get suspended at all for sucker punching his teammate, knocking him out. And it wasn't like there was a pushing back and forth, couple punches, and then he caught a punch. Like, no, this was a, it was a sucker punch. No one thought that whatever disagreement they had or verbal like jousting they had, no one thought it was rising that level. Otherwise, somebody would have gone like, yo, 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 fellas, chill out. We're same team, right? Okay. So um, he doesn't get suspended. But I want you to think about this. Three Warriors were up for high dollar extensions. Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, and Draymond Green. And two of those guys got their extensions. One did not. Of course, we know it's Draymond Green didn't get it. So now I want you to think about, in addition to the awkwardness that we already have, because, you know, Jordan Poole's like dapping up Draymond. It's kind of weird. Like, are we friends now? Are we always friends? Is that how you treat your friends? All those different things. And I do think that Draymond gave a a really thoughtful apology and calling his folks like, um, but I kind of like what the Warriors have done here. Where they're like, did you spend him? Like, no, no, no. We kind of handled it internally, had a bunch of meetings. And think about your collecting your ring last night. Okay, that's his fourth ring. Right, you go collect your fourth ring. And then you're looking at all these guys and everybody's cheering and you're looking around. And you're like, hold on a second. Everybody else is under contract through next year that matters except for me (laughs) you know and you do you feel a little bit like odd man out and that's good that's a good thing in this particular context because there has to be some sort of punishment some sort of come to jesus and instead of talking about it instead of suspending him i I mean he could have easily been in civvies last night that would have been i think appropriate right uh you know equal embarrassment but I do think there's enough embarrassment there to you've been there a major part of winning four championships and everybody else that matters is under contract through next season, not just this season, except you. I, I, I kind of like it. I, I kind of like it for the Warriors. Uh, Jordan Poole had this exchange with a reporter last night. Ten days ago, Draymond, when he apologized, he said that there would be an elephant in the room tonight. Um, I'm just wondering, did it, anything feel awkward or do you feel like healing has has happened yeah i mean we went out there we had a a job to do tonight to win a game it was a ring night and that's really what we were focused on to finish in the first game it's a huge win uh, against a really good team and the season started so we got a game in a couple days yeah that is a non-answer answer isn't it that's really telling that you know and and what happens is when you answer that way I think all of us go like, oh, yeah, super awkward. There's n- there, was, there was nothing collegial about it. There was nothing friendly about it. He did not say, hey, we're good. You know, Draymond's done a lot of things like we're good. He had a tough day. We're over it. We're past it. None of that. None of that. Here's Draymond Green talking about his new TNT documentary. Once I woke up to the video. I don't know if the, the dynamic necessarily changes or not because you never really know people's opinions right away. Uh, so you get at a time, you know, you give it some time to allow people to throw their opinion out, which quite frankly, I don't care about people's opinion. And 
To be totally honest with you, I never really knew how much it blew up because I don't really, I don't spend much time like searching Instagram or looking through comments. I don't spend much time, I don't read, really read many tweets at all. And so I was just at home chilling with my children. If you want me to be honest with you, I still don't know how much the world may think it blew up. Yeah, I mean, it, it is interesting that he was doing a documentary the whole time. And then there was this, this you, we can't control what has happened. I understand, it's like, it's, what's in the past is in the past. But it wasn't what happened, it's what you did. Right? <laughs> so, I, and, and the game played out much like you thought it would. The Lakers don't have enough shooting, aren't any better defensively, and the Warriors are a much better, deeper team. And I think this Warriors team is better than the one that was last year. I'm not, they, they do need Draymond because they do need that inherent toughness and that junkyard dog and the guy willing to do all the little things because they have a lot of scores, a lot of other dudes who can score. But at the end of this year, I don't know if they'll need that moving forward. And this provides them the perfect year to evaluate. Jordan Poole's quote, combined with all of our feelings, combined with the Warriors giving contract extensions to everyone except for Draymond Green tells you all you need to know. L- listen one more time. Listen to the exchange with Jordan and how there is nothing like, now nah, we talk, we're good, wasn't awkward, all good, nothing. This is Jordan Poole with a reporter. Ten days ago, Draymond, when he apologized, he said that there would be an elephant in the room tonight. Um, I'm just wondering, did it, anything feel awkward or do you feel like healing has, has happened? Yeah, I mean, we went out there and we had a, a job to do tonight to win a game. It was a ring night, and that's really what we were focused on in finishing the first game. It was a huge win uh, against a really good team, and the season started, so we got a game in a couple of days. Yeah, that was a – Jay Stu, that was a very businesslike answer that offered no sort of personal feelings. It's almost like somebody spliced in a different answer to a different question. There was There was nothing there that referred to the question. She asked him about how awkward things were, about his apology, gave him a platform to be like, you know, Draymond's a, a passionate guy. We're going to move forward. We, we talked. Yeah, no. You know, I'm not, I'm not ever going to forget, I'll forgive, or whatever you say, but he just answered a different question, which was, how do you guys think you played tonight? <laughs> you know, what's, what's interesting about that is um, I don't know if athletes understand. They have the ability to do that whenever they want. Right. I, does it answer our questions? No. Right. Is it the maybe the polite thing to do? No. But this whole idea that you have to answer every question, like, no, you don't. That was artful. What Jordan Poole did. Right. It was that was that was artful. Like you said, he took the question and didn't answer it at all. And you're like, wait, was that the? Were you answering a previous question? So I don't really have. I don't actually have patience for so many of the basketball people or sports people that act like they're being asked unfair questions. Can questions be unfair? Sure. But you can answer however you want. That's the power that you have. We, we get like over the years, as you can imagine, I've run into these booking situations where the flack is like, look, he doesn't want to answer a question about the sucker punch or he doesn't want to answer a question about so-and-so. And my whole thing is, Instead of me going back to my host and being like, we can't ask the one question everyone needs to ask him, 
how about you have your client answer it however they want? Correct. Like we have to ask it, yes. but he can answer it however he wants. And well, even I'll, if he I'll says, give, I don't want to answer an, that. I'll, I'll give you a parallel here. Okay. One of my last years, one of my years at, at, uh, at uh, ESPN, we were going to have Bob Davey on. And, and this was right after the accident at Notre Dame where the manager, student manager died in the scissors lift. And Bob Davey was an analyst at the time, I think, for, for ESPN. And so we were getting ready to have him on. And he goes, you know, I don't know, it was him or, or whoever was setting it up. was like, hey, please don't ask him about the scissor lift at Notre Dame. Can't, can't, can't talk about it. And I was like, can't have him on then. And they're like, what do you mean? He's not the coach in Notre Dame. It's like, no one can provide us better insight into what it is like to be the head coach at Notre Dame and deal with a crisis more so than the actual former head coach of Notre Dame. Like, that's actually your job. You can answer the question however you want. And, and honestly, like, he, I think, thought about it and came on and was spectacular. Like, spectacular. And it, it wasn't... It wasn't any of my doing. It was just more a decision he made in his head where it kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm, I, I kind of need to answer this. You know, uh, he, he was, so I, I agree with you. That is it's a big PR thing, which is like, look, if I don't ask that question, I sound like a complete idiot. But you also don't have to answer the question. Or you can answer it however w- w- you want. However you want. You know, remember last year, what happened with us last year with Mario Cristobal? This time of year, right? Oregon undefeated, playing great. I asked him, I, I asked him in the, in the most polite way possible, but it was the first question about, uh, about the USC job. And he got super, super defensive twice over. And, you know, right now I'm, an or, I'm head coach of the Oregon Ducks. He ends up leaving for Miami. Like, it's not, the question wasn't unfair. I know what an unfair question sounds like. It ain't unfair. To ask somebody an open, neutral, you know, fair question. But your answer can make it unfair if you if you want to get defensive and you want to be defiant. You can do what Jordan Poole did, which is answer however you want and not say anything. Or you could just give a thoughtful, real answer. Here's what I'm really thinking. Here's what it's really like. And no one can argue for the reality of, of your life and your feelings. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. 
I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat a slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two liter. If you have, then you're going to love pick six. The new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings Pick 6 app. Then, pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use the code DUG. New customers can play 5 bucks and get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code DUG, only on DraftKings. Pick 6, the crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in Pick 6 credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only, expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Now let's get to our list of the day. It's time for the list of the day. I'm on the list. Oh, snap. Why didn't you say so? Um, okay, here's what I want to do. Jay Stu and Ramos, you guys are the perfect guys to do with. Dan Beyer um, uh, is, is also a good one for this one. Okay, I'm watching last night and the Phillies hit two, only one. The Schwarber was a, just a bomb, right? And then I'm watching the Yankees, and they have Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge both hit home runs last night. So here's what I'm thinking for our list. The 10 biggest baseball playoff moments that we've actually seen live. That we've actually seen live. Or 10... Biggest, coolest, what do you want, what do you want to what do you want to do, Jace Stu? Because again, this is the pod, we can do whatever we want. Do we want the 10 biggest, most important, you know, or just the moments, like or most memorable moments? Because I know what I know what one and two and three look like. I don't know the order, but the other seven are very much up for interpretation. It sounds like this this needs to be a list of five. Because we could throw a bunch of scattered things at you, but I think narrowing it down to five. 
would be uh, probably the go here. Okay, so let me give you my my three that absolutely make the list. Okay. okay. Um, Kirk Gibson's home run, that was 1988. And I know for a lot of our listeners, that'll be a little, that's, that's a little deep into their knowledge, but it's been brought back so many times on social media. Uh, I still think it, it lives and fits. Um, Dave Roberts stolen base that, that the comeback in that game, I think is the, is the moment. I know they went on to win the world series. Uh, but I would say the, those are, that's, that's two of them. Um, and then what was the third one that I was that I was thinking, which is a locked absolute moment? Oh, I would probably say when Mariano Rivera blew the save against against the Diamondbacks. Um, those are the three that come to my mind. Now, there's some others now that the more I talk about, right? Bill Buckner, that was in my lifetime. I remember watching that one. Uh, who was the dude from the Red Sox right before the Buckner series? Who was it? It wasn't Don Baylor. Was it Don Baylor or was it Rice who hit the home run? In Angel Stadium off Donnie Moore. That was Dave and Dave Henderson. Dave Henderson yeah. Hendu hit, hit that home run. Like that's one that's that's on the list. Um, Joe I mean, Carter the was a big home run. You have the Altuve home run uh, against the Yankees a couple years ago. Obviously, that's why the Yankees hate yeah. the hate the Astros. Yeah, the one where he knew the fastball was coming. He had the buzzer. <laughs> yeah. Do we know that he had the buzzer? Oh yeah, and oh. the buzzer, the buzzer, and yeah, yeah. I think he had all those things. What do we know? I mean, I, I, I get he didn't want to take off his shirt. It was super weird or whatever. Astros fans think that he's been vindicated in this whole thing. I guess he did something or showed something once that vindicated him, but I'm, I'm not letting him off the hook. Okay, so I got Gibson's home run, mm-hmm. Dave Roberts' stolen base. I'll just that, That's how I'll label it, the whole comeback in that game. Um, oh, you could also have Aaron Boone. I mean, the Aaron Boone moment, right? Because sure. Th- th- well, I'll, I'll tell you what was interesting and memorable about that. You got, uh, uh, you have, uh, I'm, I'll, I'll add Dave Henderson. That's, that's more personal to me. Cause I had tickets to game one of the world series. All right. Any, what else would you add? I like the Joe Carter one in 93. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a big one. Joe Carter. Ramos? Uh, I think there was a couple of, uh, was it David Freeze who had the home run against yeah. Texas? and like the Big one. Yeah. yeah, that was a big home run. Also, he, well, how about this one? Okay, so that was game six, and they were down to their last strike that's twice. Right. Twice. And David Freeze came through twice. And I, that's one of those ones personal to me because I'm really good friends with Matt Holiday. And um, obviously he was in that game. I think he got, I think that was the game he got... He got picked off. I think got picked off third base in that game and hurt his wrist, and he didn't play particularly well. So he was not happy. It was great that they came back one, and then he didn't play game seven. But I was just happy that he wasn't the you know the bad guy and cost him the series. So that was yeah, David Freeze and the and the Cardinals again game six against the Texas Rangers. That was big time. Also, uh, I don't know if you remember, but in the twenty the two thousand and one World Series between the Diamondbacks and the Yankees, I know the Yankees yeah, end up losing one. that series, but. In the two games before that, I believe the Yankees were down, and I think it was Kim, like the, yeah, the uh, gave up two home runs in the bottom. Young, of the young ninth. Kim, yeah, back to back games to lose the the game. But anyway, the Diamondbacks ended up winning the series anyway. So I guess it wasn't as bad, but still, those were pretty significant. We're at nine, by the way. Just so you know, Jay Stu, you were talking about five. We got about a nine. I, I know some of it you can cut down the list. And, and that year, I want to say, having just watched the Jeter doc. I want to say before they lost to the Diamondbacks, they beat the A's. They came back 
from two games behind, and Jeter made that play that I've yeah. always thought was a little overrated, but that flip play to get Jeremy Giambi and at the plate. Just he also to, went in the stands, too, for another play. He did. But the question to me is, the reason why that play was big was because if he doesn't cut it off, the ball's to the right, correct? And the guy scores and the game's over? Oh, yeah. yeah, no Okay, doubt. so he has to make that play and flip it, or else the run scores. No That's doubt. why it's a big play. Okay, I just, yeah, because I agree with you. I watch the play, and I'm like, like, okay, I guess it wasn't going to be an out at the plate unless he stops the ball. Got and, it. and if Jeremy Giambi slides, I think we're talking about <laughs> Yeah, totally, he definitely a, wants to slide as well. That's a I good think one. the Moneyball A's go to the World Series, if that's the case. Um, I will tell you the, the most crushing postseason home run I, have, I can remember outside of the Kirk Gibson one. Do you guys remember when I think it was Albert Pujols hit a home run against the Astros. Remember, the Astros used to be in the National League for, for people. Who, um, and what was the closer? He ended up closing Brad for... Lidge. Brad Lidge. Brad Lidge. 07 right? or 06? wasn't uh, Billy Wagner, was it? No, it was, it was, no, it was Brad, Brad Lidge. Billy Wagner okay. pitched for the Astros the next year because okay. he got rid of Brad Lidge. It was... Uh, and it, it basically broke Brad Lidge. There's actually an article about it on how it, it, uh, it took him over a year to kind of recover for, from it. The Cardinals were down 3-1 in the best of seven series. They were trailing 4-2 in the game, two outs in the top of the ninth inning. Brad Lidge was, uh, he got MVP votes. He got Cy Young votes. He was an all-star. He was arguably the best closer in the National League that year. And the, um, uh, what happened? Uh, the, the, he struck out the first two, May, uh, Rodriguez and Mabry. And then David Eckstein, remember David Eckstein and Jim Edmonds, Eggstein singled, Jim Edmonds walked. But it wasn't just that Albert Pujols hit a home run. It was that the home run went out of the stadium. And it was, I mean, it was as incredible a, a home run as possible. It was the, as close to the natural as you're ever going to get. Like it was that big a home run. <laughs> and it took Lidge, it took Lidge like over a year. It was like two years later, I think he recovered and he played and pitched in the playoffs, maybe one and won the World Series, right? But he was not right for over a year. I remember uh, that's that. how big that home run was. Scott Spezio's home run in the 2002 World Series. I mean, it was a big home run, but I, I guess it is. I would think that that would be a big home run. They they were still losing in the game, yeah. five to three, but that changed the course of that World Series because the Angels win the game and then come back the next night and blow out the Giants to win the World Series and to, and their first World Series, by the way, only, and only so series. far, yeah, only well, first first of many, many to come. <laughs> All right, right, they got so, the two best um, players in, the, in baseball. So we right? do five. You guys want to do five, and we'll let's have to cut it down. Yeah, let's do five. Let's do five. Okay. So what are, what are we labeling this this list? The top five most memorable postseason moments of our lifetime. Yes. Or, okay. Ready? And it's time for the list of the day. I'm on the list. Oh snap! Why didn't you say so? And by Number the way, all five. that stays in the pod. That's the best part of the pod, right? The organic nature of it. We're talking through the list. So do not, don't edit, edit any of that. Let's get to number five. Number five. Uh, number five. I'm going to give it to... Man. Hmm. I'm going to do pool holes hitting the ball out of the yard at, at Minute Maid Park. One, because we all collectively don't like the Astros anyway, right? They play in kind of a silly field. It's a home run hitter's paradise. They used to have that little mound out there in center field, which is stupid. And then, uh, I don't know if you guys know this about that home run. This is a real story. Brad Osmus, um, who's been a manager, he's been a broadcaster a little bit, he was the catcher for Brad Lidge at the time. So 
they were up three games to one in the series. They're flying back the next day to St. Louis. And he grabbed the microphone and said, If you look up to the side, the Real true story. And like, it's one of those, hey, I just said it to break the, you know, bring levity to make people laugh. Not that big a deal. It happens. But I, I think it fucked up Lidge. Lidge was screwed up off it. That's, That's a great number, bet. Isn't it? That's a good one. Number four. All right. Uh, number four. I'm going to go to David Freeze. You know, he's the remember, hometown kid. I just remember watching that Rangers series. And the Rangers had the Cardinals down to their last strike twice, both against David Freeze, and both times he came through in the clutch. Number three. Um, I think it's Aaron effing Boone and the game that Grady Little screwed up. The Red Sox were the better team. It had been 85 years since they had won a World Series. Pedro Martinez, who, for my money, uh, Pedro Martinez is the most dominant pitcher of my lifetime. When he was at his peak, there has not been anybody as good as Pedro Martinez that I've seen. He was His stuff was filthy, crazy. But he had that 100-pitch limit, right? He'd get to 100 pitches, and suddenly it, he just became a— he was like Clayton Kershaw. He just became a regular guy. And they get done with the— they, they get done in the inning, and wherever he's at 100 pitches, I'm going to say sixth inning or whatever. I think it was sixth. Maybe it was seventh. And he shakes hands with Grady Little, puts on the jacket. That's the international sign for, I'm done. All right, I'm done. And then at some point, because they had a lead, Little comes back to him, hey, man, you want to finish this thing up? And, of course, all things go to hell in a handbasket. The 14th inning, I want to say, is when Aaron Effing Boone, who's now obviously the manager of the New York Yankees, hits, hits that home run. He kind of did the Yaz thing where he wishes it to stay fair. Yeah, that, that's, that's number three. Number two. The comeback the next year. So the very next year, the Yankees are up three games to none. Three games to none. And Dave Roberts is uh, the substitute runner, right? And he steals second base. And yet you also have to factor in, and I know there's been movies made on it or whatever. I was living in Connecticut at the time. And the night before, was the night before like 13 to four or 14 to three? It was some form of like, Football score ass whooping. So I was like, God, this went from a great series to this thing is over. I don't even know if we need to play. Yes, the Buckner play probably should make the list, but it's a long time ago. It was 86. I'm going to go Dave Roberts stealing second base, triggering the comeback, which led to the bloody sock, etc. And the Red Sox finally overcoming the Yankees. And then the Red Sox beat the St. Louis Cardinals to win the World Series. I'll go to Dave Roberts, second base, steal, steal a second base, triggering the greatest comeback in the history of professional sports as number two. Number one. Gibson home run. Gibson home run. Because it had all the elements of it, right? You had the Cy Young Award winner was, was uh, Eck, who, by the way, just retired from the Colin the Red Sox games. He was virtually unhittable. Um. Kirk Gibson looked like a shell of himself. Couldn't was limping up there, right? Had the pulled hamstring. Feeble looking. And then you had the two guys calling the game. Vin was calling the TV call. And Jack Buck was calling the radio call. And both of their calls were incredible, but both very different, right? Vin's was more poetic. What, what did he say, Ramos? In a year which has been so improbable, the impossible has happened. And Jack Buck said, I don't believe what I just saw. I don't believe what I just saw. Both were perfect. 
two absolutely iconic legends. Plus you have, well, you got Tony La Russa and Tommy Lasorda in the dugouts. You got Kirk Gibson who looks, he was like the baseball version of Bruce Willis, right? He just was like, he started losing his hair at a young age, but then he made it cool to be, have a scruff and barely have any hair and look like you'd look like you had a bender the night before. And then you had Eck who had the classic closer look with the flowing mane. And he went, you know, went bent down and went sidearm. And Eck was the was not only the Rolaids Relief Award winner, he was the Cy Young Award winner that year. Unhittable. And yeah, he hit one with two strikes into the right field bleachers. I that's the greatest that's how it might be the greatest sports moment of my life. That's how big that one is. It's amazing. It's amazing huh? that you chose those two as your top two. I've been thinking about each of these plays a lot over the last forty eight hours as my ire for Andrew Friedman and his gaggle of nerds has increased. Analytics versus managerial managerial decisions in the postseason where you look your player in the eye and you make a gut decision. I don't think Roberts makes those decisions. A lot of the stuff is analytics and numbers. My question to both of you, does the Dave Roberts steal or Kurt Gibson pinch hitting happen if analytics were the factor? Hmm. It's a great question. That is a great question. I think the stolen base happens. I don't know. I don't know what Gibby's numbers were against uh, against Eck. So, I th- I think maybe. I think there's a better chance of it happening than than one would believe. Stolen bases. You bring up a great point. And for for people who don't know about Moneyball, Moneyball did not believe in speed. Right? It was about getting on base. And you know, the more times you get on base, the more opportunities you have. And of course, that's factored into not only getting on base, but now hitting home runs. So moving guys over, stealing bases, those are just opportunities for outs. And you're, you're giving away outs. So it, it's generally frowned upon. So it was kind of an anti-analytics sort of move to insert Dave Roberts. I don't know the numbers on Gibby. You know, there's the righty to lefty thing. I don't know what his numbers look like at night against a, a righty that goes, uh, that, that goes uh, submarine or, or sidearm style. I don't know. But I actually think there might be a better chance than you think. What do you think, Ramos? Would that happen? Basically, what he's asking is, would that happen today when everybody just does analytics? Well, the analytic part for me with Gibson would be the guy had only one leg. So I don't know what analytic you would be for a player with only one leg to hit a ball. However, we had two legs, but one wasn't functioning. (laughs) That's true. You know, I just like good point. Like, wait, wait. The other Gibson was a. He was a paraplegic? Yeah, I don't know about analytics, but I do remember the whole talk about they knew he was going to throw a backdoor slider. So is that is that analytics? Then if it is, then they used it to the good extent. Because they they knew he threw a two-strike backdoor slider, and that's what Gibson was looking for. So if that's analytics, then that worked. If it was just, you know, looking ahead and knowing what the other team does in certain situations, then it was just that's the way it goes. But, yeah. And by the way, on on that team... Mm-hmm. Uh, not Which that, team? Speaking of that 88 Dodgers team. Yep. I mean, Gibby was on one leg, um, you know, figuratively, but he had two legs. And according to rumor, uh, Steve Sachs had three legs on that team. <laughs> um, there's a lot of piss I could go with that. Where are you getting this rumor? Oh, it's everywhere. Just Google it. Steve Sachs, penis. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I don't know if I want to Google Steve <laughs> you don't, Sexton. You don't want you don't want people uh, going into your search history and then yeah. say that, sir. No. Should I do it, Ramos? No, um, I, I I would just assume that that's whatever you want to assume. <laughs> uh, I I'm I'm not gonna do it. I want to do it. I'm not gonna do it. That's just it. trust me. I've been around a lot, a lot of baseball people. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming. And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. And now... I've showered next to him. That's how I know what what, what it is. Uh, Dan Patrick said this about Jordan Poole and Draymond Green. It's going to be incumbent upon Jordan Poole to be the grown-up here because Draymond Green doesn't care about being a grown-up here. He's almost embraced the fact that he dropped Jordan Poole and this benefits him. TNT doing a documentary, a six-part series on Draymond Green. There's no remorse. That would bother me more than anything. Do I have a teammate who can admit he's wrong and be contrite and maybe be an apologetic instead of, hey, how does this benefit me? Social media, how's this benefit me? The new media, and that's the feeling I have. I have Golden State winning it all this year. I do pause when I think about how this can affect this team because this won't be the only incident that Draymond Green has this year. And he's not good enough to get away with this as much as he used to. But he is occasionally good enough. And that might be good enough for Steve Kerr and the ownership to put up with this. Do I look at this long-term with Draymond Green? I can't see that. Jordan Poole is more long-term than Draymond Green is. I, I One part that we have to realize is if we compare it to other dynasties. Okay. And, and we're okay calling this a dynasty, right? So you had the first year where you had strength in numbers. And if, if we're also honest, a lot like last year, everybody they played had massive injuries, important injuries. Kyrie got hurt game one of the NBA finals, but they, they, they won the title. Right. And then they won two in a row and went to a finals with Kevin Durant. And now obviously after a couple of years, they go back, they win a, a championship. And yes, other teams had some injuries, but they, they, they won another title. So you, you won four titles. You've been to five NBA finals. Um, you know, you've been to uh, another Western Conference finals as well, right? That's when they, that's when they lost. Well, actually, they were in the NBA finals that year. So they, they've been to, what, six NBA finals and won four of them? I mean, it's really remarkable. So, but the thing about dynasties are that it, it, in order to continue it going, you don't have to have always the same people. I mean, let's just take the Jordan one. It broke up three and three. Rodman wasn't on the first three teams. That was Horace Grant. Uh, Horace Grant was their power forward. They had medical Bill Cartwright. Um, they had kind of a different crew. And then the second wave, and that was John Paxson, right? Second wave had BJ and Steve Kerr. So th- those were different roster compilations. So the idea that if you... The hard part about replacing Draymond is he does have these intangibles that they they don't necessarily have. But I I do think that that's you can search wide and far and and find someone who's close, right? Like PJ Tucker's like a poor man's version of it. PJ's different, right? PJ is more of a defensively he does all the same things. He's not the passer and creator, but he's always been a better scorer than Draymond, even though he barely scores now, even playing small ball five. But I, 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 let's not make it where, hey, all these teams that have dynasties, they stay together. 
Shaq and Kobe broke up, and Shaq, Kobe went back and won two titles. The Bulls, Jordan, and Pippen stayed together, but everything else changed. Here's LeVar Arrington talking about Tom Brady's analogy that playing football is like deployment. Football season is not like deployment. It's not even close. Not even comparable. Make no mistake about it. When you're on deployment, when you're deployed, you're staying on a base. You're staying, if at best, you're, you might be in a hotel. At worst, you might be staying in the woods. Right? Like, so, and you're there. <laughs> you don't see your family. You don't, you don't, there, there, there is an end to your, your work day, but some, some days there are no end, ends to your work days. You, you have not been deployed. You're, you're playing football. I, I would, I would start there. But for me, I, I just, I think that Tom Brady is, for what it's worth, if, if you're paying attention, Tom Brady is a person just like anyone else. And, and sometimes I enjoy hearing, hearing guys that are as successful as Tom Brady just be, be a human. And sometimes that's just it's 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 overlooked. All right, let's listen. To, this is what Tom Brady said about deployment. I almost look at like a football season, like you're going away on deployment yeah, in the military. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, man, here I go again. And. There's only one way to do it. And I think, Jim, we've talked from time to time just about how do you enjoy the certain moments of it. And the reality is, is you can really only be authentic to yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever you may say, oh, man, I want to, you know, make sure I spend a little more time doing this, you know, during the season. Yeah. The reality is, is when it comes down to it, your competitiveness takes over. Are we really offended by him saying deployment? Do we not know what he meant? You know, I mean, we, we do this thing to where it's like uh, you, you can't do war analogies. You can't do deployment analogies. You can't, you know, you don't know what it's like, man. I mean, I, I served two tours. Like, look, if you served in the military, I can't tell you how respectful I am of what you've done with your life and putting it in harm's way, potentially the ultimate sacrifice for our country. But like war analogies in football and sports work. And no one actually thinks that it's war. And everyone knows that it's different. And that's way harder what you're actually doing to what Tom Brady's doing. But he's just trying to analogize what it's like in terms of how you have to be all in. You have to cut out the distractions. And I think most of us get that. Anything else, you're just kind of... I, I, don't, I don't understand people who spend their day searching for somebody to misspeak so they can jump on them and try and act like they're, they're assholes when... He just used an analogy that I think we all get. Here's Colin Cowherd talking about Russell Wilson. Here's Russell on a million commercials, seeking fame, pitching reality shows, most highly paid guy in the room. Denver's locker room. I mean, you you had a match to that thing right now and it would blow up. You watch the body language. You saw some of those viral videos last night. They are about to lose that locker room really fast. And this team has new owners. And right now they're wondering if they bought a cemetery. Did they buy Blockbuster? Lots of debt and no fresh content. And I can assure you, I can't explain Russell Wilson. Velocity is off. Accuracy is gone. Can't throw the deep ball. Doesn't communicate with young receivers. It's not getting better. He's still semi-mobile. Not as quick and twitchy as he was, but he still moves way better than average quarterbacks. 
But in the end, I've never seen anything like it. Now, Peyton Manning fell off a cliff, but he was 39. He had four neck surgeries. He had three great years in Denver, fell off a cliff. That was more explainable. Russell Wilson's, what, 32, 33, never had a major surgery? His previous four years were unbelievable. His passer rating averaged 106. That was with a bad old line and a defensive coach in Seattle. I've never seen anything like it. Accuracy, gone. Velocity, off. Like, I would argue the mobility at least looks sort of like he used to have. Well, now he's pulled his hamstring. <laughs> so, so good luck with that. Good luck with the whole mobility thing. Uh, we talked about this yesterday on the radio show. I don't, I don't know what happened to him. Um, I mean, I can guess. And my, my educated guess is that some of this, the Seahawks sell coming. Some of it was, is, I don't know if he's training with the wrong people. Because I've heard people that I know that work in Denver cover the team like, no, he's ripped. He's just way thicker than he used to be. It's like, you can put on bad weight. You know, all of us have gone and, you know, I remember my first year in college, we had the football strength coaches working with us and we all got too big and too thick and, and it limited our mobility, even though we were way stronger than we were. Is, is that's what's, what's happened to him? I don't know. But even if you want to look at, if people want to look at his first half success, they had... A, a, a completely blown coverage. That's how they had the touchdown pass. That was like 60 yards. Outside of that, it was all dink and dunk. And then, you know, one rollout pass where he's scrambling and then one big PI. All of their points were because JC, until the, were by mistakes by the Chargers. JC Jackson blowing coverage twice. One led to a touchdown. One led to a field goal. JC Jackson pass interference. That led to a field goal. And then the, the, the Chargers threw an interception that was fumbled and then didn't recover. That was another field goal. That's it. That's everything. So I, I look at it and I think to myself, um, he's bad. And I'm with Colin. I haven't seen it go this bad this quickly for anybody. I think there's a bunch of factors. I don't think Nathaniel Hackett helped, but I also think that Russell Wilson's many, in many ways doing this to himself in that, you know, um, even though, even though he could have been a pain in the ass in Seattle, he had been their pain in the ass. Now he's somebody else's pain in the ass. That's what the Fox is. All right, let's get to You're So Annoying. And now, it's your annoying. All right, what do we got, Jay Steele? Who's our, who's our annoying, um, annoying people today? Okay, so I thought this was an Onion headline, but it was actually the lead story on ESPN. Um, Russell Westbrook um, had gone on, uh, had talked to a reporter after the game last night. And I'm trying to think if we have the sound. Yeah, we do. It's from the uh, it's from the 12:20 segment of the radio show, John. Uh, he he was asked this question about why he suffered his hamstring injury. Do you think having to change a routine and stuff like that could have played any role in in feeling something a little different? Absolutely. Uh, I've been doing the same thing for 14 years straight. Uh, honestly, I didn't even know what to do pregame. Um, being honest, I was trying to figure out and try to stay warm and loose. And for me, like, you know, obviously the way I play the game, um, fast pace, quick, stop and go. Um, and I just happened to just, when I stepped in, uh, I felt something, thought it was, you know, didn't know what it was, but I uh, wasn't going to risk it in the preseason game. Um, but definitely um, wasn't something I was used to, wasn't warm enough. Um, and that's something that just I wasn't accustomed to. That's a new one. Uh, and you're annoying. For going there, Russ, the pregame process should not be a determining factor 
and whether or not you get injured during a game. So that's my candidate for you're annoying, Doug. I like that one. I like that one. I mean, it wasn't a maybe. It wasn't a possibly. It wasn't a likely. It was an absolutely, right? Absolutely. Um, I also think on the list are military types who have an issue with uh, Tom Brady's military analogy. I'm like, really? And then Marcus Smart got into it with Joel Embiid. Here's Marcus Smart after last night. Went for a rebound. Basketball play, went for the steal. Basketball play, referee blows his whistle, calls a foul. I stop play, my arm's still stuck in there, and he tries to break it. And then I get, I'm the only one that gets a tech. So, I mean, everybody saw it. I mean, I don't have to keep talking about it. If I did that, I'm probably ejected, suspended, three games, four games, fines. But the fact that I was the only one that, that got something out of that is kind of beyond me, especially you know, defending DPOI. And that's how he gets treated. It's tough. But like I said, it's maturity. You know, I could have cracked his head open, but I didn't. And that's the maturity we had. You know what I'm saying? So we move on from it. It is what it is. And control what we can control. I could have, I would have cracked his head open. Look, I, uh, the officials are annoying too. Don't get me wrong, right? Not only is he right about the one technical, it could have been a double tech. But I don't know if you guys watched the game. There was a play where Joel Embiid drove. Al Horford let him go. He missed the layup. And they called a foul on Al Horford. And Jason Tatum said something. They teed up Jason Tatum. They, the Celtics wanted to review the call. They reviewed the call. It was overturned. So there was no foul, but the technical still stayed. So Jason Tatum saying, hey, you missed that call. That's a terrible call. Then they go back and look at the monitor, and sure enough, it's a terrible call. But Jason Tatum couldn't say and got a technical foul. Like, so refs are annoying. But Marcus Smart's also annoying because he just won't accept the fact that, like, look, dude, there was a flop in the first half, I think, maybe it was the second half, where James Harden was at the top of the key or outside the NBA three-point line. And he leans in, gives Marcus Smart a little shove. Marcus Smart flew off uh, like one of those characters from Stranger Things when Eleven had that, uh, what what did she have? Uh, She was like telepathic, right? Right. Telekinesis. Like that's how fast he just flew off the ball and then went sliding all the way to the baseline. Like, look, dude, I, I get that you're defense player of the year, but you're also a gigantic flopper. So it's really hard to tell what's what. Um. My, who's, who's annoying? I'll go with Westbrook. I'll go with Westbrook, right? It, it's not that you don't like coming off the bench. Who likes coming off the bench? We know you haven't done it before. I understand people freaked out about your routine or whatever. But when you're asked if that's why you hit, hurt your hamstring and you say absolutely, with no control group, no research, no, this is what happened, like, that doesn't make any sense. You're allowed to warm up even before you get in the game. You know, you are absolutely positively allowed to warm up. All right, let's get to the pick of the day. The the Chicago Bulls probably, probably do not have, um, it appears the Chicago Bulls do not have Zach Levine for tonight. Keep in mind that Lonzo Ball also out to start the year. So Zach Levine, your second best player, DeMar DeRozan being your best player, and your starting point guard uh, both being out, I You know, the Miami Heat are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. I love the Heat at home. That's a good team. That's one who, you know, before they tire and before they, their defense is going to be incredible, I, I love the Heat at home. The, the other home team I would, I would pick tonight would be the Memphis Grizzlies. Remember last night, both teams were home. Both teams won. Both teams covered. Grizzlies are four-point favorites against the Knicks. I'm not convinced the Knicks are anything special. I do think they'll be slightly better with Jalen Brunson at point guard. But John Morant, the energy inside FedEx, that building will be on fire. 
You know what? Let's make our pick of the day a Memphis Miami. Take both favorites, put them in a parlay. Um, and those numbers are not big enough to scare me away. I'll take the Grizz. I'll take the Heat. And that's it for In the Bonus. Hope you enjoyed the radio show. Hope you enjoyed In the Bonus. And uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow, recapping all the baseball, all the hoops, getting ready for Thursday night football. A reminder to download the, uh, the All Ball podcast. Uh, Miles Simon is my guest on this version. It's a long one, but it's all about coach. What's, what's it really like to coach in the G League? What's it like to be a coach of LeBron James? What are all these things? What are the interesting things when you work for three different head coaches in the NBA? Uh, Miles Simon, 1998 NCAA Final Four MOP. Uh, actually, it was 97, I think. 97, MOP. He joins me in all ball. You can download that. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is in the bonus. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine tingling shows on AE Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.